Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. I've, I interview entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share insight and practical information that can help you get past your blocks and move forward with courage, confidence, and clarity. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including Apple Podcasts, which is formerly iTunes, on YouTube, and on my website at winnieanderson.com. If you like what you hear, I hope that you'll share the show with others in your network, and I hope you'll decide to join my community. You can become a fan of the show on my site at winnieanderson.com slash fans, and when you do, you'll get episodes delivered right to your inbox. You'll also receive information, tips, and resources to help you come out of hiding, position, and pre-sell yourself as the unique solution provider you are, and profit from your expertise. If you're like me, and like most professional solution providers, coaches, consultants, healers, and others who want to use their skills and talents to serve others, then I'll bet when you started your business, you agonized over what you would call the business, right? What your logo should look like, and what your website should be like. But I'm willing to bet that you didn't spend much time thinking about your marketing and sales models. I know I didn't. It was actually the last thing that I spent any time thinking about. But really, how would you actually get clients? How would you get people who were interested in becoming clients to even talk to you and have a conversation? And then how do you get them to say yes to working with you and moving forward? So. We then realize that our existing reputation in our industry or in our individual city is just not enough to have the best qualified potential clients reach out to us and say, hey, I've got a problem that I know you can fix, and I've got a boatload of money, so let's get started. I wish, right? Well, that's what we all want, isn't it? Secretly, right? We secretly wish that people would just send us an email and then ask for our PayPal address so, or our Stripe link so they can just send us money, right? Well, we've got to work to attract the right clients for us, unfortunately. We've got to have a process that helps them say yes to working with us and helping the right people say yes to working with us. I once gave a presentation where I shared information about why we struggle with sales and the truth is we only discover we hate it when we put ourselves in the situation of selling our services. I know I was a great salesperson for the companies I worked for. It was selling myself and my services that I had the real problem with. So this woman comes up to me after the presentation, and she took my hand, shook it, and after she thanked me you know, for the great information and insight, she said that, and I quote, I realize now that I've become the one thing I hate most in the world, end quote. How awful is that? I mean, yeah, who she had the realization that she hated sales and that this was a problem for her, but 
how sad because how can you have that kind of mindset and even expect to have any kind of success she was really talking about this whole issue of selling she didn't want to believe that she was a salesperson I know you have a passion for what you do and you're driven to help others but let's face it we need money right we need money to live we need money to take care of ourselves take care of our families we need money to run our businesses and we need money to help support the causes that we love so much so we've got to get clients and we can't rely on other people recommending us nor can we rely on on people just discovering us and clicking on that order button on our websites oh if it only worked that way so how do you sell when you hate selling well that's part of what this episode of the courageous entrepreneur is all about you're about to listen to my interview with leadership and sales expert dr. Nadia Brown she shows women how to own their power own their profitability and their purpose to lead Nadia through her her firm Doyen leadership teaches and coaches female entrepreneurs to greatness including exponential profitability so listen in as Nadia shares how to minimize the ick factor when selling your services how to change the mindset of sales period in you and that giant aha she had about sales that led to her own breakthrough why it's important to have intensive or comprehensive packages why sales is like a one-pitch softball game the dirty little secret of business and marketing and why it's important to tell your story your own hero's journey as always listen all the way to the end where I'll share your cocktail exercise and your action step for this episode all right so welcome Nadia I'm so excited to have you here today thanks for having me I'm glad to be here yeah you're welcome all right so let's just dive right in right so we service professionals coaches consultants I call them expert solution providers we start our businesses for lots of reasons Michael Gerber would probably say these are all the wrong reasons but this is what we do right we feel called to a mission there's something inside us right mm -hmm. that is pulling us to solve a problem we have figured out the solution to a problem and now we want to share it to uh, with others right that traditional hero's journey that we all tend to think about but we've got these talents and gifts and we just feel compelled to use them and we want to use them all the time especially mm -hmm. if we were in corporate life right we really all, we get promoted because we're great at the thing we do yep but then we can't do it right that's what we love to do right that is the wackiest stuff the irony um, of it all it, it, it really is because they're completely different skill sets mm -hmm. but I digress so for some of us you know actually all of us we want control over our schedule we want to control how much we're gonna earn we don't want somebody else telling us the value of our job but there are also those of us like me right who might feel like we really had no other option than to start our business to work for ourselves but the last thing we think about is how the heck we're gonna get clients <laughs> and then we discover that we hate it 
Mm -hmm. right? I actually gave a talk on this whole topic and I had a woman walk up to me because I explained the why and how, how we hate it. And this woman walked up to me, shook my hand and said, I now understand that I've become the thing I hate most in the world. Wow. Now, how can you be successful? Exactly. With that mindset. So how do we make this work? What is your recommendation for minimizing this whole ick factor perception that we have around sales? Oh my gosh, Winnie. It's, that was a long lead and I know. Right? <laughs> but it, you're so right. And I was there. I totally get how she feels because, you know, people would be like, you're a salesperson in business. And it's true, but no one wants to hear that. I'm like, no, I'm a leadership speaker. I'm a trainer. I'm an author. I'm all these other things. But if I'm going to be successful in business, I need to sell. I need to generate revenue. And how do I do that when, like she said, I would become the one thing I hated the most. And most of us think, I don't want to be the sleazy dirtbag salesperson, right? right. Just beating right. people over the head yeah. to work with me. Because, and you know what's awesome about, about that? I love that you use that language. Because we automatic, nobody thinks in their mind's eye, they don't have this impression of, this fabulous salesperson who is this giving person, right? The mental picture that we all have are of those guys in Glengarry Glen Ross. Right? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but if there's ever a movie to watch that will make you run away from salespeople, that is it, right? Yeah. Or for those of us of a certain age, Herb Tarlick on WKRP in Cincinnati, <laughs> right? The plaid jacket and the striped pants. I mean, yep. None of us think about this charismatic, helpful person. So what in the heck are we going to do? Because we got to eat. Right, exactly. And I tell clients, passion doesn't pay the bills. I get it. I started my business for, for many of the same reasons. And I had to have that moment of, wait a second, Nadia. If you're going to even serve the people you want to serve, you have to sell. Like, you just have to get past that. Right. And one of the biggest things, so I have to start right there, Winnie, is, Let's change the mindset and the perception of sales because you don't have, no matter what people say, I know there are people out there in the industry to say you need to manipulate people and, and, you know, be a little sleazy and a little icky and a little dishonest, but you don't have to do any of that to sell. And people are looking for a different experience. So now we have the opportunity to show them a different way. Yeah, there are these people who talk about, I'm sorry, no, I'm sure these people talk about that no just means not now. Mm -hmm. No, when I say no, I mean it. Right. I mean, get or lost. I mean, to... I don't talk to you. <laughs> or no. it means that you need to work them through or whatever, convince the them. Right. Right, right. And so I tell clients, and I tell some clients, you know, no may mean, mean not now. It doesn't mean you browbeat someone, but it does mean you continue the conversation and build a relationship. There's a completely different way that we look at sales. And so I'm like, if you create a sales mentality and a sales approach that focus on the relationship, it takes the sleaze out. Because at the end of the day, I'm focused on Winnie, the individual, the person that's sitting right here in front of me. And I may not be the perfect person for her. But that doesn't mean that I don't know great people that could support her. And I love you mentioned Hero's Journey on the next part of her journey. And so I think sometimes we've been taught that if you have a sales conversation and the person says no, then you're a horrible person. 
no, you just might not be the right fit. Have you ever thought about that? And, you know, the no, not now may mean that when he comes back two years from now, because she's at a different place, she's at a different part in her business or in her life. And now she's like, you know what, Nadia, I'm ready. Yeah. But it doesn't mean beat her over the head right now. Right. Beat her into submission. Just like, you know, I think about, about no as, and I'm, you know, these ideas are coming to my head as I'm, I'm listening to you. No to me, you know, the English language is so rich, right? It's just, it's so rich. There are so many shades of meaning to words and so many words mean the same things and that sort of thing. Um, and there are times when, as you say, no does mean not, not now. And, and I'll give you a great example. So I'm, I'm, I was just online, and one of my mentors just recommended a program. Now, I know for a fact that she's not one of these skank balls who, who swears that this is my best friend, right? And you really need to get this because it's fabulous. She just met, you know, they just signed an affiliate agreement. Come on, we're not stupid. Mm -hmm. This person I know does not, truly doesn't operate that way. She helps people create these programs so she really can say, hey, I did this with him. It's really, it's really good. But I know that not now. Yep. So my no for that is that I'm, I'll bet it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Would it help me? at some point it's not right for me right now so I'm just gonna make a little note okay maybe next year I'm gonna look for that yep. so that's a not now mm -hmm. and then there's the no you're not right for me for yep. whatever reason or, or this there is a, isn't right. right and there is the no not ever like I will never and, ever work with you <laughs> right and you and you know what you need to hear that I mean not no I'll never work with you but you need to save your time and not go after those people, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, and I teach clients that there are ways to really start to discern and to qualify people. So there are things that you can do on the front end before you even get into a conversation to kind of have an idea of whether you're dealing with a not now, a not ever, not this program, maybe there's something different. And a lot of times when we think about not this program, we immediately, most of us go to, oh my gosh, and I have to discount my prices or the lower price program. Do you know how many times it's been the exact opposite? They're like, I don't want to do this program. I, wanna, I want more from you. Exactly. And it happens to my clients too, because I think sometimes they're like, Dr. Nadia, that sounds great. I had a client, she went to an event, she spoke, she made an offer, and someone reached out to her later. They didn't take her up on the offer she made. They reached out to her after and they said, you know what? I want more. What is it, one of your higher price, you know, more comprehensive offerings? Because I need more from you. And she called me, you know, she, we were doing a happy dance, but she was like, I can't believe this happened. And it does. So I think sometimes, like you said, to treat people as individuals, each person is at a different place and to be willing to honor that, whether it's with your programs or someone else's. Yeah, and uh, that is also beautifully said, and Yahoo, for your, your client, I've found the same thing, that when I raise my rates, people say yes faster, right. um, and it's a head-scratcher, but, you know, yay for me, and, and yeah, it is that people often want that, I think that we're all hip now to the fact that I know the best experience for maybe how I learn. Mm -hmm. is to have that contact with you 
So I'm willing to spend more because I believe that return on investment that I would never get if I was just reading your book or right. taking this little do-it-yourself for a $37 course, mm -hmm. I know I want the, the transformation, and I know I'm going to get that by working directly with you. And I really think that, that that's a huge aha. It, so, is, it makes a huge difference. So let's talk a little bit about... It's, it comes down to your message to a large degree, right? Mm -hmm. So what tips do you, because the biggest, that you'll laugh when I tell you this, the biggest scary thing I think for people is to choose a niche, right? To choose oh a market, choose a focus. Because let me tell you, I worked at an agency for a couple of years, and we had a couple of really big clients. We had our biggest, best, and at sometimes our only client was this like 40 million 50 million dollar regional business such a family business such a great bunch of people and they were terrified that we would make them be salesy or sound salesy i was the copywriter and I'll, you know please just don't make me sound salesy I'm like you make 50 million dollars <laughs> obviously you make offers to people they're terrified of it and and even funnier an insurance agency really wow regional insurance agency powerhouse 95% retention rate they're wow. just fabulous people terrified of being salesy so do you have any other than you got to really reframe this and and think about that do you have any tips for how we can really start to narrow our focus and have that messaging that really resonates with the right people right people so we don't feel like we're chasing and trying to strong arm people absolutely and one of the things i tell people is tell your story tell your story share your why and even when you niche people will automatically be drawn to you it just helps you have a very narrow focus. So when you're doing your marketing and your sales and all the things that come with it, you're, talk you're talking to a single person, so you're not frazzle-dazzle, right? It's really for your benefit. Your people will find you. I, you know, in my business, especially when I first started, Winnie, I have a book called Leading Like a Lady. It's pink. There's lots of pink and lots of really glass stilettos. I mean, all kinds of stuff that's very feminine, right? I have men all the time. You know, us men need leadership too, but it helped me be very clear on who I was wanting to work with and my messaging, and in that, the right people would just come. I also think you mentioned a great piece about this feeling sleazy that is salesy. It's to, and what I tell clients is really simple. When you think about having a coffee chat with someone or a conversation with your good, good girlfriend, you don't think about salesy, even though you talk her into all kinds of things where you're going to go for lunch, she really looks great in a pair of jeans, or girl, you need to get that pair of shoes, right? We sell all the time. But because of the relationship, it doesn't feel sleazy at all. And so I say if you take that same mindset into your sales conversations, into your approach, it totally takes the sleaze and the salesy factor out of it. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I was thinking about this interview over the weekend as I prepped for it. And I am a former HR person in the, mm. in the first half of my career. And I spent a really big segment of that period in recruitment and staffing. 
no more fun job on the planet, frankly, than being a recruiter. And I really believed that this was, and, and what terrifies people, being interviewed for a job, right? <laughs> I really believed that it was my job to help that person make a decision about is this the right job for me? Is this the right company for me? And that I was looking for them to help me make a decision because, hey, it's my job. I got to, right. you know, and if I'm bringing in too many of the wrong people, I'm out, right? right? So so we need certain kinds of people for certain kinds of jobs and that requires certain kinds of skills and personalities. Are you right? You know, I'm hoping you are. I don't want to have to interview any more people. So I, I really think that sales is, and because there's a lot of sales in that, right, in that process. Mm -hmm. I think sales is just a matter of helping people make decisions. Yep, that's it. Is this right for you? Is this, is this, is this stapler right for you? No? Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Hope you find the right one. Simple. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, part of the challenge with, especially when it comes to sales, is that fear of rejection. And there have been studies, you know, when it comes to people's yeah. biggest fears. And there are people, <laughs> at one point, I don't know if the numbers are still accurate, but at one point, more people rather die than be rejected. Like, re fear of rejection is huge, huge. Yeah. And it goes beyond rational logic, all of that. It's just this massive fear that someone's going to reject me. And especially when you're in business for yourself, you came up with this great idea, you're so excited and so passionate about it, and you can't imagine that someone would say no for working with you. But I love what you said because it's really, and I've said that a lot too in my trainings, Winnie, is your role in that sales conversation is to lead someone to a decision, a buying decision. Is this right for them right now? And that's it. And when you take that again, when you don't make it about you, it's not about you, and, you know, it's not about whatever story you're telling yourself. It really is that simple. And, again, when we can take those emotions and all those fears and that irrational part of our being out of it, it really helps to make that process a lot less scary. I agree. And I'm glad you mentioned story because, and I'll share a link to this episode. Actually, there are two of them that uh, are recent episodes that speak to story and the story we tell ourselves and how how to start challenging our thinking and challenging, excuse me, that story that we're telling ourselves. So I'll include links to, the, the, in, to those episodes in the show notes because I do think that that is such a powerful issue. And I can, can tell you that, you know, I wasn't always the person I am today and I was pretty mean mm. decades ago because I was really unhappy. Mm -hmm. And as that, aha came to me that I was unhappy and that it was manifesting itself in behaviors that I wouldn't think of that were really me, mm -hmm. language that I wouldn't think of was really me. I had to deal with that story. You know, where did it come from? And then as I let that go and the kind person came out, I think of this as being the same way that you start listening to the story and you go, where did that crap come from? <laughs> right? Because that's yeah. what it is. It's like some old memory. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what it, what it is. We've seen movies. We've read books with salespeople. That, and Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross is a great movie. And, and then we've had experiences with people who've made us feel pressured. So now we become terrified that we're going to be yep. 
that person. This icky person. And or sometimes no. it works, right? So part of the challenge, too, is we know that some of these manipulative, slimy, sleazy tactics work. In the moment, and, right. Right. And then, you know, because we've been there. You, ha you were yeah. in a moment. You were pressured. There was a lot of stuff, whatever. You were tired. You were cranky, whatever, right? Right. And you made a buying decision, hence the term buyer's remorse. Right. And you go back and you're like, crap, why did you do that? And so, again, especially when you start talking about coaches and healers and those people that are working very closely with their clients, it's not like buying a car. You drive off the car, off the lot. I may never see you again because that's very transactional in the way a lot of people deal with that type of business. But with coaching, I'm going to talk to you like next week, right? One-on-one -on -one in a lot of cases. That could be very awkward if the process to get you into that program wasn't right or there was some kind of negative emotion or icky residue left as a result of that and I think that's a big piece of it yeah yeah I agree with you so how do you deal with rejection then how do you deal with it how do you what do you can you give some tips that you might share with your clients on how they can deal with it because I've had Absolutely. people tell me I, I just literally can't do it I can't I can't say the words I'm terrified so there's a process. I love it. I um, One, I had to really just face it. So, right, you just have that conversation like, okay, Nadia, you got to deal with this. <laughs> so you got to have that conversation with yourself. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we can do this. And how do you do that in such a way that isn't going to make you feel like the sleeve bag, right? So I walk clients through how to have conversations, how to have a guided conversation, how okay. to make it personable. But also one of the things, one of my favorite things I help clients do is we do a 30-day 100 nose challenge and I encourage them to get out there and talk to people just talk to people and get the nose right because most of my clients once they get the courage it takes a lot of courage to do this it, it is not for the pain of heart right. but once they get over that that big barrier they realize one no didn't kill me right <laughs> I survived and in the process of getting the nose they start to get yeses so I've yet to have one single client that we sat down and really had a lengthy conversation about the 100 no's because we looked on the other side at all the yeses, all the new clients, all the fun, and most clients come back, Winnie, and they say, I will never look at no the same way again. That but, is brilliant. Yeah, but you, we just had to face the monster. Just go out there and face the monster head on. Right, right. Yeah, that... That is so true and, and so powerful, and I was thinking it while you're talking. I even wrote down the importance of practice. I think for a solo professional, selling your services is like performing in a one-pitch softball game. <laughs> right? It is. When you think about it, you're, you know, and you're telling yourself, I've got one shot to get this proposal taken or to have this conversation and get them to yes one shot and if I blow it I'm done mm -hmm. that's a one-pitch softball game and there there needs to be some way for us to practice yeah. the whole process that we take people through and yeah I think that's a brilliant way to do it to take people through a challenge absolutely yeah because yeah. once you've done it you're you realize you know, I never have to see them again. It's not that it's not like I'm bumping into them in the grocery store. And and I think the other issue is, you know, with rejection, it's a scar. 
right? Mm -hmm. I call them emotional wounds. It's, it's there's a scar there. You've of course you've been rejected before, and it's nobody's idea of fun. No, no one wakes up saying, "Yay, sign me up for rejection today!" Right? Right. But when you recognize that you're, not, and I call it looking for love in all the wrong places, you're not that person is not going to love you, right? You're not asking them to marry you. You're not asking them to father your children. I mean, right? This is really, a tr this is a business transaction, not the, and I'm not minimizing the transformation that you won't lead them through. Right. You are still a wonderful person. Yes. Don't, it's not personal. And I think that's the biggest thing. We make it personal. And so one of the things I also invite clients to do is as they're going through this process to pay attention to those emotions. Because like you said, there are certain things that trigger stuff in us because we've all been rejected. And like you said, it's not my idea of a good time. And, you know, we bring all of that, the good, the bad, the ugly into our businesses. And now we're having conversations and we're trying to build it. And let me tell you, if you want to get some stuff and really have some self-development, Go ahead and start a business. It brings up all your crap. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, I saw a quote somewhere by that famous philosopher Anonymous who said <laughs> that being self-employed is the greatest self-development program you'll ever go through. Ever. It's also the most expensive. And yeah, because you come face to face with your own crap. Stuff you never knew you had, like maybe you have money issues. Mm-hmm. And yep. then stuff that you thought you dealt with, mm -hmm. like that, that time that, that, they, that you didn't get picked for the kickball team, right? <laughs> and, and you didn't. And it, that, that skeleton comes flying out of that closet when you open up that sales door yep. to have a conversation with somebody. So, yeah, there's a lot of crap going on in here. It's not just saying, hey, do you want to work with me? No. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and and we talked about the the focus. We talked about that you you know you need to, to niche, um, and of course then you hear less no's when you're talking to those right people. Absolutely. Any any additional tip for getting to who's the right person? I think sometimes I tell people to give yourself time. They're one of the beautiful things, and also some of the times that are frustrating part about building a business is it's one big experiment. And so there's so many different, especially with technology, there's so many different ways you can meet people and you can connect and you can market. And we have gurus that tell us there's the only one right way. That crap is not true. And so to give yourself time to experiment. So one of the things I encourage my clients to do is to pretty much put on their investigative reporter hats. Pay attention when you speak, who if you're speaking you know, on a stage, where are those events where you're speaking, where you're starting to find out that after this event, I'm talking to the right people? What type of webinars, what type of, you know, posts or freebies or lead magnets? Like, do the research. And I think that's a big thing, especially sometimes with us ladies, we don't pay attention to the numbers. You know, when you're looking at it, what's working and what could work better? And sometimes you just feel like if I just keep throwing money at this or keep going, which in some cases, if you just persist, persistence is good. But if you see something that's not quite working the way you need it to, make some tweaks to it. It may not be a massive overhaul. And so I encourage people to just go into it with more of a playful, experimental attitude 
so that it doesn't feel like my life was completely over if something doesn't work quite the way you want it to. Yeah, that's a really great way to put it. And and give, giving something a, a, the opportunity to test out means that you have to do it more than twice. <laughs> You're like, oh, I did two posts. No one responded. Up, oh, they just throw the baby. I, I'm a loser. Water, right? <laughs> I'm a loser. I can't write. I I stink at at blogging. You wrote two posts. Right. right? I'm gonna bet you're gonna have to write a lot more than two. A lot more to even get any kind of attention, and that is part of the frustration mm -hmm. as well. That you know, the dirty little secret is everything's an experiment, and then it takes a while. Imagine that when yeah. we live in a world where it's like you can start a business today and be a millionaire next week. Uh, yeah, no, not quite yeah. how this works. My, cal my calendar hasn't gotten in sync then with that. Right, mine either. <laughs> I missed the boat somewhere. Yeah, I made a wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, something. I don't know. So you started out as a software engineer you have a really interesting <laughs> background i mean it's not like you were a software salesperson you no. were a software engineer so how did you learn about sales and selling and how did you reach this reach this point now where you actually actively coach people on doing this I hated sales. I was kind of like that woman you mentioned in the very beginning. I was like, I don't want to do this. And I, throughout my career, I've gotten close to the salespeople, but never quite became that person. So when I started my business, I was like, nope, I'm a leadership person. I do this, I do this, and I don't do sales. And it really took me getting to that point in my business where my bank account really helped to dictate that because I would got to a point in my business where I was in the negative I was having to have conversations that no one wants to have, and I'm not sure how I'm going to pay you, you know, for your services, and it's not because you're not doing a great job, it's because this part of my business is now caught up with me, my dirty little secret, right? And so I had to have that conversation, all right, Nadia, you either figure this out, or you go back and get a job. That's right. Period. Like, that's, this, is, this is where we that's are. Right. This is the reality of where we are, and I made a commitment to myself that, okay, all right, I can do this. So I made a commitment that for a year, I would focus on sales trainings. I would focus on building that muscle. I would focus on doing whatever it took. And I found a mentor that really gave me not only training and insight and support, but the opportunity, like you said, to practice. So now I had an opportunity to just keep having conversation after conversation after conversation after conversation. And one day, I remember, I was like, wait a second. The light bulb went off and it was like, it's just a conversation. All I'm doing is talking to people that are interesting. I get to ask them questions about their dreams and their hopes and what it is that they want. And if it's a good fit, then I get to work with them. And if not, I made a connection. I started a relationship. Some of these people I still communicate with, whether they say yes or no. And it was that big light bulb moment. It was like, Duh, right? <laughs> what took me so yeah, long? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's so funny that you say this because it I really do believe that sales is primarily a learned skill. Mm -hmm. Right. Not that there isn't a little bit of art to it in that you want to structure this conversation in a productive way. Otherwise, you know, you're talking about who the heck knows what and an hour later, where are we? So exactly. I I, I think that there is it's a learned skill that almost anyone 
can learn if they're willing to deal with the emotional mm -hmm. baggage that's getting in their way. And I think that, you know, you really alluded to the fact that we will throw money at any aspect of this problem that will we think is going to keep us from facing the demon. Yeah. You know, I'll focus more on social media. I'll throw money at this. I'll do anything. I'll buy some tool. Anything, right? I've had clients or people I've talked to, like even I recently did a, a hundred nose challenge, threw it out there. I had one woman, she told me, she said, Dr. Nadia, I went to the sales registration page. I entered my information. I put in my credit card, but I couldn't hit submit because I wasn't, I wasn't ready to face it. And I knew you were going to take me somewhere that I didn't want to go. So let me go focus on other activities. Let me hide behind my computer. And it's not coming from a place of judgment. Been there, done that. I have several t-shirts. But part of the reason why I do my work and I encourage women is because I know what it was like. I did it too. And I knew what it was like to sit in my office and talk to my husband and be literally in tears because this dream that I had was falling apart because I refused to face this monster. And once I did whoa, how things changed. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we're so afraid of, of facing that demon. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we're just kicking that can down the street, as my husband would say, because, yeah, what are your options? <laughs> uh, seriously, what are your options? Your options are, if you have a partner who can financially support you, God bless you. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. No judgment. It, you know, we need to eat. We need to keep the internet working, right? So we right. got money from somewhere. So you have that person that's fabulous, but that's not that's not what you wanted, right? It's mm -hmm. not what you wanted. Then there's the okay, maybe you have to get a job. Yep. And it might be a part time with that. Nope. Nope. Because one of the things that I realize, Winnie, is hard for me to focus, it's hard for me to create, it's hard for me to do the things that I need to do when I'm stressed out about money. And so taking a job, even a part-time job, or having that revenue to come in to alleviate the pressure, do it. I don't care what people out here are saying, because I know they're gurus and experts and folks are like, you have a job, whatever. That's on them, not on you. Get the job, build the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amen on that. And, and I'll tell you what, I resent anyone, this actually chokes me up, I resent anyone who makes somebody feel ashamed because they need a job. Mm -hmm. We all work for somebody. Because yeah. we might be self-employed, but if you think you work for yourself, you're crazy. You work right. for your clients, right? Exactly. So I really do. I resent this. Making people feel like they're less than because they had to get a job. They have to eat. Yeah. They have to keep the lights on. And not right. everyone is able to really deal with That's a lot of pressure. Like you said, to eat, to keep the lights on, to keep a roof over my head. Heaven forbid if you have little people. Oh. No, that is get the job. Give yourself the time and the space that you need right. to take build the it. pressure off. Yeah, take yes. the pressure off. Because, yeah, nothing good happens when you're stressed out. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing no. good. We lose our temper. Our health suffers. We can't enjoy life when we're stressed and and yeah so yeah you know money isn't the important thing the you know the only thing but hey it's pretty important it is it is important. pretty important as it long as we're living in this world <laughs> no and that that's a tremendous saying that is so dead on 
So that's fantastic, though, that you actually decided, okay, I'm really going to focus on this and I'm going to learn it. And obviously, you learned it well enough to, to teach other people. So talk a little bit about what you do and where can folks go to learn more about you and to get connected to you. Absolutely. So um, you can learn more about me at my website, doyenleadership.com. And one of the things that I do, if you haven't already guessed it, is I help women get past that, that demon, that, that monster around sales, whether it's one-on-one -on -one training or intensives, as I like to call them, or you come to an event. And one of the really cool things, Winnie, that we've recently started doing is for some of my more established entrepreneurs, I'm actually doing some of the sales support for them because my philosophy isn't about it being a transaction but it's about relationship building and maintaining that relationship. And there's so many great people that we have. Um, and so that we meet and that we know and that we can serve. Um, and so with that, one of the things that I love to offer to clients, I love to give away at events like this, is the Courage Diary. Because I know that what I'm asking you to do may sound very simple as Winnie and I are sitting here chopping it up, but it is really challenging and it's hard. And I'll say this. Even though I've become very proficient at this and I help clients do it, there are days winning when I don't want to face the monster, right? Like you said, it's not like a one-time battle and it's over. There are those continuing layers to this. And so I have the Courage Diary, which you can grab at CourageDiary.com, and it walks you through, you know, looking at the feedback you get from when you do get a no, what are they saying, how can you adjust the conversation. My big and my favorite part, though, is what are those emotions that are come creeping up so that you can start to pay attention to that heal. You know, there are things that we do need to heal. It's a process yeah. Yeah. so that it doesn't impact you and negatively impact your business. Awesome. TheCourageDiary.com. Yes. Fantastic. Outstanding. Nani, it's been such a great pleasure talking to you today. And yes. I would encourage everybody who's listening to this, to run over and and get that great opt-in gift so thank you very much and look forward to connecting with you again soon awesome thank you Winnie well I hope you enjoyed that listening to that as much as I enjoyed talking to Nadia she's really a great person and I hope you found the information useful of course now, if you like this episode I hope that you'll leave a great review for it on the platform where you consumed it and I hope that you'll share it with your contacts and community. Be sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode comes out. And when you become a fan of the show at winnieanderson.com fan, you'll start receiving episodes emailed to you each week. You'll also receive information, tips, and strategies to help you profit from your expertise by positioning and pre-selling yourself as the trusted authority you are and that help you break free from fears, self-doubt, and disempowering patterns and break through to create the success you dream of and I know you deserve. All right, your cocktail exercise. That's, of course, what I call a reflection exercise because I imagine you with your feet up and you know, thinking big thoughts, uh, your favorite beverage at your side, but alcohol is not necessary. If you do drink, don't drink to excess and don't drink and drive. All right, so that being said, I want you to think about where your business is right now. Are you attracting a steady flow of new potential clients each week, or are you in feast or famine mode? Those who you do attract, 
do the majority of them end up saying yes to working with you? Do you want to say yes to working with them? Or do they say no for the most part? Do you even have sales conversations? Or do you spend your time tinkering with your website, learning the, some so social media tool, or trying to learn some new technique or tool that your, your favorite guru has said you must have? Well, maybe you keep telling yourself that when you finish this certification, clients that, you know, they're just going to come flocking your way. Or maybe after you do uh, this course, then you'll, you'll spend more time thinking about how to get clients and, and selling. Or maybe you'll, you think that, well, when I get a new opt-in gift, then I'm going to have lots of people sign up and I'm going to worry about sales then. So the final thing to reflect on is, do you just flat out avoid sales and selling? If you do, I'll bet you're not exactly putting your heart into marketing either. Okay, so your action step. I want you to map out the enrollment or buying process, whatever you call you know, that official process. I want you to script out a conversation and start practicing it. And if you're thinking, hey, I already have one, well, start practicing it. Is it working for you? Because if it's, if it's not, you probably need some help working on it or at least identifying what you need to do to improve it. And maybe you need to set a goal to actually just hire somebody to do your selling for you because you know it's something that it's, it's just not worth it for you to invest your time and energy. But I want you to map out that enrollment or buying process nonetheless. Find some friends who are close to you and close to your target audience, actually. And hopefully, they're also the kind of people who are likely to know, you know, people or contacts who are going to want this outcome that you offer, that you're about to talk to them about. And then ask them to do some practicing with you. What you don't want are people who will just tell you how wonderful you are. I know that's nice. It feels really good. But unfortunately, it's not going to help you actually move forward. You want people who are going to give you their reaction to the conversation, in, in, their true reaction. They're going to tell you what works and what, do, what didn't work for them. So you need people who are going to be able to help you see where you need a better flow or where you need better language. But then don't just go by what that one person said. You want to practice with a few people and then look at the feedback and see what pattern you're getting. When somebody gives you feedback, don't, don't ask a lot of questions right away. Just say, thanks for the feedback. Can I get back to you if I have any questions for you? And then just go away. And when you've had a chance to think about it and really process it, then you can go back and you can ask some follow-up questions. So look at the pattern in the feedback that you've got. Do you see a pattern? Pick one area to work on in that whole process and then decide to strengthen that. Set the intention that this piece you're going to work to address. And don't be afraid to get help if you need it. This is something that you can read about, you can take classes about, but at some point, you're likely to need some sort of personal support to have the breakthrough that you want. If you'd like to have help 
and support in getting clear, staying focused, and taking action to create the thriving, successful business that you dream of and you deserve, then visit winnieanderson.com slash action to learn about the Action Takers group and sign up to, to be kept informed when monthly enrollment opens again. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back with another episode of The Courageous Entrepreneur soon. Until then, remember, you're worthy of and deserve all the success you dream of.